And being a first-generation college student, that's something you should be proud of, um, whether it's in front of your family or like even telling people that you are. Like that's an achievement that your ancestry like paved the way for you and for you to be able to like get to where you are today. Welcome to Immigrants Wake America. This is a podcast where storytellers share their family histories and the centrality of women in their life stories. Today, our guest is Alison Wong. Alison was a Bimto University student and is now a registered nurse in New York. In this episode, Alison talks about her family and personal stories around migration. I am Lily. I am Shruti Jain. So hi, Alison. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here. Can you start by talking to us about your family's story of immigration to the United States? Yeah. Um, so it was about the nineteen. It was like in the nineteen eighties where my family、uh, decided to come to America for like the American dream, and at that time, my grandpa's. Brother was actually in the U.S. already, so、um, my grandfather had him sponsor him to come to the U.S. So he actually came here first to start like the whole process and like to pave the way for、um, their family of four. It would be my grandparents, my mom, and my aunt. And、um, in 1984 is when they. Officially immigrated here, and it's been thirty-seven years now.、Um, and when they first came,、um, obviously it was like a huge culture shock, and、um, they had to work laboriously, and like they had to feed the family. And without speaking the language here, it obviously made everything ten times harder. So, yeah. Were there other families?、Um... That were other immigrant families around you that were helping or forming communities with you while you were growing up.、Um, did you have a lot of、um, people as as a community together? Yes, for sure. Actually, most of like their friends are our neighbors right now. So back then, everybody who immigrated for some reason decided to eventually like congregate in. Uh, the Bensonhurst area. So I live in Brooklyn, and it's like deep down in Brooklyn. And everyone around us, they they were either Cantonese,、um, they were like Hakkas. I don't I don't know how to say that in English, but、um, everyone from different cultures like decided to just congregate in that community, and that's how、um, I guess they learned different languages because my Family, they didn't know how to speak Cantonese、uh, prior to coming here, so they definitely like learned the language as they lived here as well. So, wow.、Um, how did you chance upon the box of letters mentioned in your story? Yeah, so it was a summer day, and、um, I think my family decided to just do some deep cleaning.、Um, And invite the new season.、Uh, 
but after like each room um we cleaned and and in the closet that we were cleaning stored away that box of letters and it was actually in a uh suitcase it was like it looked very ancient and once we opened it we were like astonished so you had no idea that you had such a box in your house no i didn't i literally that was my first time seeing it in the house or in general wow and and what was your and your family's reaction to seeing it uh so i was the one who actually found it which was perfect for the project that i was working on but uh we stumbled upon it and then we were like all very astonished and obviously with my curiosity it was driven and um we just sat there just trying to decipher like what the words are on some of the ink uh on the paper and everything like about a good chunk of it was washed away due to like um it being like so old but we also saw the naturalization process of becoming a citizen which um i thought was very fascinating because it would be a list of questions and then everything would be in english and then i think at that time my mom had learned a bit of english and she just translated a few words for my grandpa grandpa in my like project that we were doing with professor yun I wrote that like it was a sobering reminder of the art uh that has been lost to technology which that still resonates with me. Um this was their only means of communicating. It was definitely a gateway or like a segue to learning more about my ancestry. In the very moment, like I obviously had conversations with my parents and just asked about like their experiences while immigrating here but um at the time my grandparents lived in the basement but we moved down the street a few years ago uh so i also got the chance to just ask how they felt and what was the process like but obviously conversations didn't just seed there um as time went on like my grandfather would love telling me stories about their childhood and like what him and my grandmother would do after school or something like that or after work so i found that very like enlightening in a sense i i remember you were saying earlier that some of the ink on the uh, letters was washed off and it was hard to <laughs> decipher the alphabets um was was the written language similar to the way you write the language right now and what language was were the letters in yeah um it was all in chinese um everything was written in chinese also but everything was the same as it was as it is now it was just hard to decipher because like they've they've moved from place to place and obviously like it's not going to be in that pristine condition so it was more the material condition of it that made it hard to read than the language itself yeah speaking of languages what languages do you speak uh <laughs> i speak mandarin shanghainese and a bit of cantonese um uh, the thing is like i love learning my languages um so 
when I was younger, I went to Chinese school, and while everyone else hated going to Chinese school, I like looked forward to it on Saturdays because I actually did well <laughs> in um, school and uh, just learning new languages help me like discover more of myself. I feel like to follow up. What languages do you speak at home with your parents and grandparents?、Um, do you guys speak different languages? We do.、Uh, so my mom's side, they're Shanghainese, and I speak Shanghai with my mom, my aunt,、um, my grandparents, and my dad's side, they are from Xinjiang. So I speak Mandarin with them, and then I'll throw some English. In like whatever, I don't know how to translate a word. So yeah. You just mentioned that your dad's family is from Xinjiang, and you speak Mandarin with them. Are they Han or? They are. Yeah, yeah.、Um, I for the longest, I didn't even know the difference. So it took so many years of him telling me, "You, we are Han," and like. Every time, like someone asks me, like where my dad is from, it's so hard to explain because Xinjiang, not that many people like know of it, and like I would have to describe it on the map, and they still don't know what it is. And I've gotten so many remarks that I look mixed, and because of that, like I would also have to go down a rabbit hole of like where everyone is from. But yeah. So we would like when we were younger.、Uh, my mom's side, they are Buddhist. So we would go to the temple、uh, whenever it's like Chinese New Year or like a big holiday.、Um, and I guess that's like something traditional that we do. But because of COVID, I don't think we've gone back at all.、Uh, but in terms of them having like. Nailed down the Chinese culture in us. I don't think they were too strict about it. So, how did the experience of discovering the letters and having all those conversations with your family change the way you perceive yourself?、Um, or was it changed at all? Yes, a hundred percent. At the time, I was still, I think, like a freshman in college, or like a. Or it was the summer before I went into college, and I wasn't like as mature. But as the time went on, it definitely gave me like that sobering reminder that this is also part of my identity. That、um, I'm also like constantly reminded that I am a first generation student.、Um, so definitely. From them coming to the U.S. and earning as little as five dollars an hour, working seven days a week, it's like a reminder that I also have to work hard in order to not fail them. It was definitely very emotional when I、uh, passed my NCLEX, so I didn't tell them when I took the NCLEX. 
I slept over a friend's place and I studied with my best friend. And one day we decided like to schedule the test date for July something. And I was still at my friend's place um, when the results came out. So I recorded myself opening the results and then I would FaceTime each family member and then I recorded their reactions. So that was like a moment where I was like, wow, like, did this also inspire maybe other kids in your family to do more things and achieve more and, and you as a, as, a, as a model for them to look, look up to? Uh, so I have a younger sister. She's two years younger and she is actually a marketing major at Baruch. Um, and I think in some ways it definitely did inspire her to mm-hmm. like, achieve for the greater, definitely not in the same route that I took because that's t- two opposite um, tracks, but she's definitely pushed herself and like proved in little ways that she can also like make the impression that she's doing um, great things. This entire experience, it's still like a growing experience. Like as a first generation college student, I'm always reminded that I don't have that quote unquote, like handicap, like especially in nursing school, everyone's parents, like they, or family, they came from like a healthcare professional background. And having known that it just, makes me feel some type of way sometimes like it forces me to work harder than like my peers and um that was like a really big driving force for me so i think uh having known that like don't don't use that as like a negative light shine towards you use that as like a driving force in achieving greater things And being a first-generation college student, that's something you should be proud of, um, whether it's in front of your family or, like, even telling people that you are. Like, that's an achievement that your ancestry, like, paved the way for you and for you to be able to, like, get to where you are today. They've played a big part in that role. I really hope this, like outlet really inspires people and for them to be able to tell their story and um obviously like i thank you guys for having me it was a pleasure and thank you for letting me have my own voice here thank you thank you so much for taking the time to record with us no problem thank you for joining us today We hope you enjoyed this episode of Immigrants Wake America. For more conversations and explorations, please listen to our future episodes available on all major streaming platforms. We have linked our social media and website in the description box. We would be happy to hear your thoughts and feedback. See you next time. Until then, take care and stay safe.